0: Some of you are laughing. Does that mean this has happened to you? (laughs) It's just part of your experience. We started a new series last week called Travel Light. I really like that term. Um, Travel Light. We talked about Travel Light physically. Talking about, you know, we got so much stuff. Get rid of some of that stuff. Make your life lighter, easier. Today we're going a different direction. We're going to talk about letting go or traveling light emotionally. And specifically, we're going to talk about bitterness. <clears throat> and we gave you a reminder last week, and if you're a Jesus follower, if you're not, this doesn't apply, but and we're glad that you're here or listening or watching. Uh, if you're a Jesus follower, we need to remind ourselves, this is what we know, that this world is not our home. This world is not our home. Uh, this is not permanent for us. This is temporary, and none of this stuff's going <laughs> to uh, spend eternity with us. But we do accumulate a lot of stuff. A lot of physical stuff and a lot of emotional stuff. And Jesus promised to supply all our needs. And we think about that concrete, my financial needs. Well, a big part of your needs and my needs, because we're emotional creatures, is supply our emotional needs. So we're going to start off in something uh, the author of Hebrews wrote. This is God's Word. We believe it's God-inspired. So it's a little bit different than my words or your words. And he says this work at, okay, this is work. This is not easy. It's not natural. Work at living in peace with who? Everyone. Not just someone or most ones, but everyone. Again, it's work. And work is something else at living a holy life. Why? For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Now, this is important. If you have trouble seeing the Lord, understanding the Lord, communicating with the Lord, figuring out what God wants, first thing you and I need to do is check and see if there isn't some sin in our life that is blocking our vision or understanding of what God's trying to say to us. And then the text goes on, look after each other, why? So that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. So that's part of our task. And then here... Here's where we get to what we want to talk about this morning. Watch out. Pay attention. Be careful. Warning that no poisonous root of bitterness, I like that phrase, poisonous root of bitterness, grows up to trouble you and corrupting many. Now, our enemy, the evil one, Satan, whatever term you want to use, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so I put some examples of that on your outline. See, God wants us to love. God wants us to love everyone. He wants us to love everyone like he loves us. But the enemy wants to do what? He wants to kill love. And one way that he can do that is with bitterness in our soul. God wants us to grow in intimacy with him, with closeness with him, um, maturity with him. What does the enemy want? Just the opposite. He wants to destroy that intimacy. He wants you to feel distance from God rather than close to God. And God wants you to trust Him. And this is kind of the root of most of our issues, (laughs) problems in life. Do we trust God or not? We say we do, but then in in practicality we often don't. So God wants you to trust Him. Trust Him totally, fully, completely. Now, the enemy doesn't want us to do that. He wants to steal our trust and consequently leave us bitter. When we're trusting God, we can let go of the bitterness. When we're holding on to it, there's a part of us that's not trusting Him. So I kind of summarize this in the next statement. What's the enemy want to do? He wants to plant a seed of offense that creates a root of bitterness. And this can happen so many different ways so easily. We live in the age of social media. So somebody can post something that offends you or you can... Post something that offends somebody else. You can uh, text somebody. I I got a uh, audio text audio and that's the right term. I didn't know that you could do that, <laughs> and uh, so I, eventually I talked to this person. who sent me his text, and he said, "I like to do that because you can misunderstand the attitude, the spirit of just written words." You, And we imagine what the person's thinking and what they're feeling when they're writing these different things. And so we can easily offend it. Um, We just had Thanksgiving. Christmas is coming up. Maybe you have these big family meals. And maybe you have this relative that basically doesn't bring anything. Not only don't they bring anything, they bring a Tupperware container to take home leftovers with them. (laughs) And if you're the cook, like my wife is, it's easy to... They didn't bring anything, and yet, you know, it's, it's just little things. It's so easy to, to fee, be offended, to, to, to have a root of bitterness. Uh, we've all been around critical people. It might have been your parents who were critical of, you know, uh, what you were doing, your lifestyle choices, maybe your uh, religious choices, uh, your choices of a spouse, your choices of profession. Uh, you just can never please them, you never can do anything right. Maybe you're married to somebody like that. Or maybe your kids are like that. Or maybe your parents are like that. Um, and it's so easy to be offended. Somebody says something you don't like, somebody does something you don't like, or they don't do something. Um, if you're kind of a neat person and somebody comes in and kind of trashes your house, um, you know, you can be offended at that. Uh, somebody borrows something, doesn't return it, that's one of the things that it kind of irks me. Um, so it's just so easy. So, all of life, aspects of life. And so, you know, somebody can say something with the best intention. You take it wrong, wrongly. Sometimes we can be offended by some way somebody looks at us. <laughs> they don't even have to say anything. And so it's so easy. So here's where I, I kind of want to come down. Uh, bottom line this morning. That's this. You and I can't control what people do or say or how they look. (laughs) We can't. We have no control over that. We're going to talk about control specifically uh, in two weeks. But you can control how you respond. So you have power, you have influence on one person and that's you. Now this is Christmas season and Some people get all excited about the Christmas season. My wife is one of those. Um, We put up the 10 Christmas trees or whatever it was this week (laughs) that she has. As most of you know, we'll probably show you a video of that this week. Um, And the decorations, and she loves going and buying gifts and wrapping them. And to me, it just seems like a lot of work. (laughs) But anyway, I'm not a Scrooge, but oh, we got Christmas music playing and all that. And so she gets excited, all right? For other people, though, we have to understand, Christmas is not an exciting time. It brings special pressures. It might bring financial pressures. You want to buy gifts and don't have finances, or you buy the gifts and then have the financial pressure later. Uh, It's a reminder of something bad has happened. Uh, I've got to thinking about it in our family. Most of you know our future son-in-law died a couple months ago, and so this Christmas will be the first Christmas without him for a few years. And if you were at the memorial service, my wife has a very special gift uh, from Bud. It was, a, it was a, just a little um, thing of, of glue. And she, she can tell you that story. It's hard to tell the story without tears in your eyes. So if you're excited about Christmas, great. We should be excited about the fact that Jesus sent his son to come to, to earth. To, um, but it's not all exciting, especially for some people. So I put on your outline, the holidays tend to magnify emotions, good emotions as well as bad emotions. And, of course, bitterness is a bad emotion. So if we struggle with bitterness, it gets magnified uh, during this season. So I want to look at the problem of bitterness and hopefully help you with a solution to bitterness. So a p- couple problems with bitterness. First, according to, to the author, it has a dangerous root or a poisonous root. You can read the text again, "Watch out that no poisonous root bitter. <coughs> uh, no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you." So when I think about roots, I think about, especially trees. I live in the trees, so I have lots of trees around me, and occasionally one of them falls or blows over, and you see the roots. So the tree part is the part we see, the roots we don't see, and depending on the tree, some trees, the roots are as, uh, as big as what you see and they grow deep into the ground, and it keeps the tree from, from falling over. <clears throat> so there's a big part you can't see. And the same thing with bitterness, is it's something you can't see. You can see the manifestations of it, the ramifications of it, but you can't see bitterness. And so when we carry around hurt, we carry around um, uh, bitterness in us, um, we can't always see it. And it's different for all of us, I understand that. Um, I'm carrying around some bitterness myself, but something, something kind of odd struck me was guys that you got girlfriends or, or spouses, you ever watch movies, especially these romantic movies and, and your wife sp- goes on and on about how handsome they are or how kind they are or how romantic they are, and you find yourself getting a little jealous or a little bitter about this, ma- uh, this make-believe character? And then maybe a little at your spouse if she doesn't go on and on about me like that. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in uh, uh, bitterness. Reminded of something Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 13. That's what we call the love chapter. And he says in verse 5, love keeps no record of being wronged. Wow. (laughs) So what does bitterness do? Bitterness does just the opposite. It keeps a record of it. And we play it over and over in our minds. And I call it self-talk. And the more you play it, the worse it gets, right? How could they do that? Or how, Why couldn't they do that? Or Why did they, whatever it might be. So, on your outline, the more the root spreads, whether it's a tree root or a root of bitterness, the harder it is to kill. Most of you have probably have had gardens and... You want to get out there and weed the garden while the weeds are still small, right? Because you can usually pull them up then, but they get bigger. Weeds are one of those things that the roots are often bigger than the weed, right? And they're hard to pull out. Uh, So the more we let this spread, the more we let it uh, fester, the more we let it grow, the harder it is to deal with or to kill. The other problem with bitterness is this: it produces a poisonous fruit. It doesn't just affect us. The text says this: bitterness corrupts, not just me. It corrupts what? Many, and then we've all experienced this. We've been around bitter people, and before you know it, you're caught up in it, and you're you're feeling bitter about this situation or this person, just like they are. Maybe you've been in a small group, small group, excuse me, and somebody, some. Person with a root of bitterness has kind of, kind of destroyed the group, kind of destroyed the camaraderie and the, and the joy of, of gathering together. You may have a family member that's done that to your family. Um, so, the problem is that bitterness doesn't just affect us, it affects the people around us. Another thing about bitterness is this it's just hard to see in ourselves, it's hard to see in the mirror. You know why that is? because we feel justified, right? I am bitter because they did that to me. They said that about me. They treated me that way. We feel justified. So it's hard to see if you're, you know, married to somebody or whatever. Sometimes they can point that out to us. You know what? You're, you know, this is bothering you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It is bothering me. And God said something that I think we kind of tend to forget sometimes that if you love God, you're going to love other people. And when we have a root of bitterness, we can come to a place like this and we can worship God or worship God at home and feel really good about our worship the whole time carrying this hate in our hearts. God says you can't do that. <laughs> that disqualifies your worship until you deal with that. So, like any teaching, we need to ask ourselves, is this, a, is this an issue I have or where is this an issue for me? And those of us that believe in God, sometimes the biggest problem we have is we have bitterness toward God. Lives aren't going the way we want. Uh, we want to get married and can't. We married the, thought the person, per, perfect person was and they're not perfect. And nobody is. Uh, lost our job. Uh, got a negative uh, medical report. Uh, somebody close to you dies and you, and, and you want to know why. God this doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem fair. Doesn't seem loving. So we don't trust God and we get a, it's easy to get a root of bitterness even against God. So, How do we deal with it? How do we kill this root of bitterness? I'm going to use a text from uh, Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians. (laughs) And I'm going to use the amplified version to give you kind of a sense of all the different words, (laughs) attitudes, emotions that can get caught up in this. Starts with the word, let all bitterness, then he goes on, wrath, anger, clamor, perpetual animosity, resentment, strife. Fault finding, slander, let that be put away from you, along with every kind of malice, spitefulness, verbal abuse, and malevolence. All right, you kind of get it? It's all those things that you and I at times have to deal with. So that's the negative side, but then he says, okay, we've got to deal with that. How do you deal with that? Be kind and helpful to one another. Next verse. Tender-hearted. That's a neat word, right? Tender-hearted. Compassionate. Understanding. Well, that goes a long way to help dealing with bitterness, isn't it? And then forgiving one another readily and freely. Not begrudgingly or, or resenting, it, but forgiving one another re- readily and freely, freely, just as God and Christ also forgave you. So, see two components here, at least two anyway. So to kill the root of bitterness, first we need to kill bitterness with compassion, kindness, gentleness. Kill them with compassion. Be kind. uh, Another version of this same translation. uh, Same verse, another translation. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Who who is one another? Is it some one another's or all one another's? Again, it's everyone. Be kind and compassionate. Everyone. That made me <clears throat> reminded me of something Scripture teaches that the laws of heaven, God's laws, God's commandments, God's rules for us, are often the opposite of human nature. A couple examples. He says, If you want to be great, what does he say to do? Be a servant. You want to be first? <laughs> what does Jesus tell us? Well, Put yourself last. And so when we deal with this issue of bitterness, even though we might feel justified, maybe we are justified. I can't even go f- far as to say that. We're justified in feeling that way. We're not supposed to feel that way. We're supposed to deal with everyone with compassion. Um, something else Scripture teaches us, uh, Paul wrote this also. Don't let evil conquer you. Remember I said the enemy wants to kill and destroy, and he wants to kill your, your spirit, my, or my, uh, your heart, and mind. Uh, so don't let the evil one conquer you. Right? You can be defeated by the evil one, or you can conquer evil. You can be victorious. You can win by doing what? By doing good. Now, I talk about this often. If you wait till you feel like it, you're probably never going to do it. So it's much easier to act your way into a feeling than feel your way into action. So even though I don't feel like being compassionate to this person that, that uh, has caused, caused me resentment or bitterness, I am going to do it. And eventually, when you and I do it, the emotions follow. So if somebody has lied to you, cheated, steal, stolen from you, Treat them with compassion. Now, I wouldn't let them borrow something else or steal something else, but treat them with compassion. Um, A good rule of thumb is if you and I are going to err, make a mistake, make a mistake in believing the best. Well, maybe they just had a bad day or maybe they just forgot, whether they didn't forget or they didn't have a bad day. Err on the side of believing the best. That's being compassionate. Jesus Jesus always pushed pushed it to the ultimate. So in uh, Luke's account of what we call the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this. Well first, the verse before this says uh, love your enemies. That's something we all do all the time, right? Oh, I just love my enemies. He says love your enemies. Well, what's involved in that? What, What else do I need to do? Bless those that curse you. I I do that all the time. Cursing me, hey, bless you, bless you, brother, bless you, sister. you're, You're cursing me? Well, if that's not enough, he says, pray for those who hurt you. That's the last thing I want to do is pray for that person. Now, folks, when you and I can get to that place, now, prayer means I want what's best for them. When somebody's hurt you, you, you don't want the best for them. You want them to be hurt like you're hurt. He says, No. Pray for them. Pray for the best for them. And you know what the next verse says, if that's not enough? Uh, if somebody slaps you on the cheek, guess what you do? Ah, oh, you want to clap me on this one too? <laughs> uh, again, Jesus just jacks it up past anything you and I can do naturally, right? We need supernatural power. God's Spirit to, to allow us to do this, for us to actually do this. Now, just a moment about prayer. Um, prayer might not change them. They, it might not make them a nicer person. They might not treat you any better, okay? I mean, that's what we wish it happen, and we hope that happens, and sometimes it does happen, but it doesn't always happen. So it might not change them but it will always do something. It will change you. It's really hard to have a root of bitterness in my life towards somebody if I'm truly loving them and blessing them and actually praying for what's best from them. That will truly kill bitterness in your heart or in your spirit. So you kill it with compassion, and the other thing you can do is kill it with, the obvious thing is, Forgiveness. Forgiveness. The text says this, forgiving one another. Okay. Alright. I don't know if I can do that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's the text say? Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Uh. But, here's our but. I'll put it on the screen. You don't have any idea what they did to me. is that our pushback? What did Jesus say? <laughs> Forgive one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. On your screen, how has God forgiven you? Ah. Well, when I'm thinking about myself, it's fantastic, right? He's forgiven me completely, unconditionally. He's forgiven me for everything I've ever done, everything I ever will, will do. Ah, I love that. But I'm supposed to do that. To this person has wronged me, that's hurt me. That's what he says. And on the cross, he said, It is finished. Not that I am finished, but the work was finished. What was the work that was finished? The work of God being able to forgive you and I. For God to forgive us, blood had to be shed, perfect blood. None of us are perfect, so none of us could do it. So God did it for us by His perfect Son dying for us. It was finished. So the debt was paid. So God forgives me unconditionally because of what Jesus did and paid for me. One reason we get bitter is this. We like to compare ourselves. I would have never done that. I would have never said that. I never would have acted that way. Let me give you a reminder about sin. Sin is described as missing, it's an archery term, (laughs) missing the bullseye. That's the literal meaning. And what we like to think of, okay, well I just barely missed. (laughs) My sin is not so bad, I just missed by an inch. But they, they missed it by a mile. So that's so much worse. Now wait a minute. Consequently it might be. The consequence of what they did. But The only question is, did you hit the bullseye or not? I didn't hit it. They didn't hit it. We both missed it. So we both are, the Bible says, separated from God because we missed the bullseye. And we both need the blood of Christ to be accepted into God's family. So back to bitterness. You can either relive it, you know, talk to yourself about it, remind yourself about it, rehearse it. Or you can let it go. You can release it. I tried this illustration in the first service. It didn't go very well. How many of you know the card game Spades? How many know that game? I got a couple of hands in this. I only got one in the first service. Okay, most of you know probably how to play Rummy. Uh, okay, it's kind of like Rummy except for one big. There's one suit that trumps all the other suits. That's why it's called Spades, right? So. There is a card that's more powerful than any other card in the deck when you play spades. What is that card? Okay. So you can put any cards out you want. If I've got the ace of spades, I win. You can have the ace of hearts, ace of di- you can anything. In fact, in spades, a 2 of spades will beat a king or an ace of hearts. All right. So I want you to think of bitterness as the ace of spades. <clears throat> It's, it's a trump card. Trump's all else. And when we think about reliving it or releasing it, I have the trump card. I can relive it. I've got the trump card. I deserve it. They shouldn't have treated me that way. They shouldn't have done that to me. Or you can say, oh, I'm not going to play that card. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to release it. I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to show them compassion. When you and I can do that, guess what happens? That offense is no longer an emotional issue. It will no longer be an emotional issue. It will only be a fact. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, they did that. See, the Holy Spirit of God can heal that hurt from that bitterness, that offense. So as I said earlier, no, one other thing first. To forgive is to set the prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was me. You ever experienced that? How? Well, mice missed the mark by an inch, but they missed it by a mile. And I don't know about you, but my heart breaks when I see people trapped with a root of bitterness. They can't experience the joy in life, the joy uh, of the Christian life. So again, Paul said this, if it is possible, and it's not always possible. You ever notice how it's, you just can't be at peace with some people, they won't let you? But as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So again, you and I have that power. We can't control what people do, can't control what people say, we can't control what people, how people look. But we have power. We have the power to control how you and I will respond. I think that's the last slide, yeah. So, logical homework would be, okay, self-evaluation. What area of bitterness have I been holding on to? I know mine, one of mine. (laughs) Recognize it and release it. Now, let me say this, you have to release it more than once, all right. I completely let it go now, emotional impact is gone. A week later, or if I run at that person, or whatever it might be, man, jumps back up. Release it again. So, hopefully, I, I, I prayfully hope that you'll take some time and actually deal with this. God considers a big issue that you and all, you and I have in our lives. Let me pray with you. Ah, Father God, this is a tough one. Because people hurt us and we feel justified. Maybe we are justified. But you call us to a higher standard. You call us to live like you live. We are to show compassion. We are to love our enemies. We are to bless them and pray for them. And we are to forgive everyone just like you forgave us. That's completely, totally, just let it all go. God, this is natural for us. We need your supernatural power to do this. But what the what joy we can have, and, and, we are, and we are free, we are set free. Bitterness is a prison. So God, I pray for everyone that may be, be hearing this. Probably most of us have some bitterness towards someone somewhere. Let's take it seriously, let's deal with it. And God, give us that freedom that comes from just letting it go. And we always, as always, want to pray for anyone that's not a Jesus follower. We're glad that you've listened. Uh, Jesus loved you enough to suffer and die for you. He wants to forgive you, but you've got to c- confess that. Yes, I'm a sinner. I've, I've, I've turned my back on you, God. I've done my own thing. Uh, I, I, I know that you love me, and I'm going to return that love. I want to receive that gift. I want to receive that gift of forgiveness. That's a decision. decision that most of us have made that you can make. And you will be set free from your eternity of sin. Father God, we thank you that you love us so, so much. Hard for us to understand. And what we want to do is say thank you. And all glory goes to you. In Jesus' name, amen.